This is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya and my daughter Saranac Hale Spencer, who will be helping out here for the next uh, period of time. We are packed with news this week. Our banner line says it all. All across the state, 99% of school budgets passed, and here, locally, the same was true in Gilderland in Burnox Westerlo and in Boriesville. The library budgets also passed, the school propositions passed, but the news was in the board members. Um, here our front page picture by Saranac Hale Spencer shows a scene that played out all across the state as voter tallies are read from the voting machine in Voorheesville. We have Jessica Tabakian and Mary Flansburg pointing and counting up the numbers for Voorheesville. The board stories are Timothy Haran, a just about to retire teacher at Pine Bush Elementary School, was the front runner by far in Gilderland. This is despite a suit that was one week before the election um, lodged against him by the parents of a child who had been in his second grade classroom and claimed in the suit that um, having fallen on the playground, he did not allow her to go to the nurse's office to treat what turned out to be two broken wrists. Also in Gilderland, the incumbents kept their seats. Judy Slack and McManus was close with McGuire, but he pulled it out. Alan Simpson, longtime board member, lost his seat in Gilderland. At Burn Knox Westerlo, the two incumbents kept their seat, Nathan Ebley and Kimberly Lovell, and they were joined by longtime former board member Helen Lounsbury. In Voorheesville, there was no contest, <laughs> but C. James Coffin and Robert Sampson will. Uh, Mr. Coffin's been on the board for decades, and Mr. Sampson is a newcomer, and they'll both be on the board. In New Scotland, Saranac Hale Spencer has a story about a new harvest. They're getting ready for solar farms. Towns all around New Scotland are seeing them popping up, and New Scotland is waiting until it has a law in place which will address both residential and commercial solar arrays. Um, the editorial this week, features a hilarious illustration by Carol Coogan, and um, the editorial is on a serious topic, but this captures the absurdity of how we as human beings have turned the natural world upside down when male fish are laying eggs. This is because of not disposing of drugs properly. It used to be thought you could flush them down the drain or the toilet. No, the Department of Environmental Conservation has a new regulation and we encourage all pharmacies to get the now allowed boxes for people to put their unused prescription drugs, which could also have a very positive effect on the opioid epidemic. Our first opinion piece is by our columnist, Dennis Sullivan, who takes a look at mercy and also clemency and helps tease out some of the differences going back to some ancient roots with Seneca the Younger and bringing it up to modern questions like, is healthcare a right or a commodity? Is it clemency or is it mercy? Turning the page, we have a wonderful series of pictures by Michael Koff, 
showing an artist who came to the Linwood classroom, Saul Schisler, right here, um, helped the students learn in a very fun way about not just art but math. The letters are on all different topics this week. We have two letter writers um, who are concerned about a bill that has um, not made it to the Senate floor that would help with early voting. We had editorialized on that topic recently, and another from Bill Gergen. Um, our own columnist, Phyllis E. Johnson, who's a Byrne resident, wrote that she strongly feels shared highway programs are not a good idea because she feels town roads would take a backseat to county roads. Two different views on the hotel being proposed uh, next to Crossgates Mall in Gilderland. And a very moving tribute to a beloved dog from Betty and Rich Filkins. More on Betty Filkins later in the paper. Plenty of activities in our area this week that are being promoted in our letters page, many of them patriotic as we approach Memorial Day. One of special note is something called a bio blitz, which is going to be happening at Switzkill Farm in Bern, where volunteers on June 10th are going to try to catalog all different kinds of light on the property newly acquired by the town. Herb Riley sent in a picture of a new shed at the um, cemetery in New Salem, Mount Pleasant Cemetery, and wrote about it as well. George Pratt shared his opinions uh, coming out of a recent honor flight he took to memorials in Washington, D.C. And we have a heartfelt thank you from Karen Finnessy in the village of Orysville and Janice Schillinglaw of the New Scotland Kiwanis for all the many volunteers that helped with the two weekends of cleanup in New Scotland. We have a letter from Mark Hopper with a picture that shows a literal ton, 2,000 pounds of food that letter carriers in Gilderland gathered, donated goods to be given to food pantries. Um, a letter from Nicholson um, taking to task the supervisor in Knox on creating his own problems. A very moving column by Regina Dubois. Um, she was a caregiver for her mother who has died. And to contrast with that, we have a humorous column from John R. Williams, touching on a number of topics for the old men of the mountain. We have an in-depth story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer, looking at complaints launched by many of the customers of Cindy Saida, who's a zoning board member in Gilderland and runs a bridal and gown shop on Route 20. And um, many of the complaints centered on gowns being arriving too late for alterations, meaning they were, for instance, too long at a wedding. But Ms. Um, Saida responded that um, people have to plan ahead for these momentous events a year or a year and a half to order those special gowns. Turning the page, H. Rose Schneider took an in-depth look at applications to FEMA for funds cleaning up from the March 14th snowstorm. She got onto the story listening to comments at a school board meeting in Burn Knox Westerlone. We never realized school districts could apply. Not only can school districts apply, so can fire districts, towns, villages, cities, but 
You have to meet a threshold in New York State of 27 million for any of this aid to come through. Albany County has met its threshold, and you can read about your own municipality there, but it all depends on the state threshold. Another story by H. Rose Schneider, a sad one, is um, the arrest of Linda Mellon of Bern, who in this aerial shot from the sheriff, it shows an animal rescue that she had been running that got out of hand. And Rose talked to someone who knew her, Zini Gladio, uh, as a passionate person who cared about animals, but something went awry. And her horses, sheep, goats, chickens are now at um, Camp Pinnacle in New Scotland. And um, they're going to have an open house there for people to look at, maybe contribute and adopt them. Turning the page, we have more on the race for school board in Gilderland, which again, um, this suit became an important part um, at the 11th hour. And on our Facebook page, we had postings claiming the little girl hadn't actually broken her wrist. So um, we ran a picture of the x-rays, clearly showing the break. And also uh, posts that the police didn't, you know, thought there was nothing to investigate. And we talked to Curtis Cox, the deputy chief of Gilderland, who said, nope, the investigation is ongoing and they're waiting for direction from the parents of the little girl. Um, moving along, we have a, sto a story by H. Rose Snyder on another hearing um, for the solar array that's being planned for Knox on the edge of Gilderland. And um, more people distressed, although they favor solar, they say, not wanting it um, right there. And further news on solar law in New Scotland. Turning the page for our business corner, which is really full this week, um, Saranac Hale Spencer talked to the owner, Laura Tomey Cole, who does amazing things with her body about her orchid tree yoga in Gilderland Center and um, embodies a nice life's philosophy there. Um, the Gilderland Chamber is holding its annual awards dinner on June 8th, and we're particularly happy to note that John Foley is going to be honored there. He's the late owner of the, uh, and very much uh, depended on, uh, Foley's garage owner, um, who had died recently. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer wrote about uh, the Fasulos, who... Um, she used to be a tattoo artist, still is, and has now opened a new business, Websites While You Wait, in Gilderland. And she and her daughter are working together both to educate people on um, electronic communication as well as building websites. Cheryl Lasher, after just under a year at the Gilderland Chamber, is no longer the head, and they're looking for a replacement. Bethlehem is in the middle of its restaurant week where you can get... For $25, three courses at 24 different restaurants. Um, the law firm of Whiteman, Osterman, and Hannah has named some um, lawyers that have been promoted. And, yes, I said we'd catch up with Betty Filkins again, and here she is. She was named uh, a woman of distinction for um, Senator George Amador's 45th Senate District. And we have a podcast on her as well because we couldn't fit it all in print. The amount of volunteer work this woman has done is just astounding. Uh, barn dance was held in memory of Jean Forty, who was an active volunteer in so many ways. And um, they donated 
donations will be going to the local food pantry. Plenty of things to do in our community calendar. And we turn the page to learn more about the Burn Knox Westerlo budget passing and the elected school board members, Nate Elbley, um, Kimberly Lavelle, and Helen Lounsbury. Both teachers, uh, Mrs. Lounsbury is congratulating Mrs. Lavelle um, on her victory. This page is just I think fantastic. Photographs by Michael Koff, Racing for a Reason. Um, this woman right here, Kristen Smith-Hoyne, um, has organized this race for two years now in honor of her daughter, Summer Smith, who um, struggled with addiction all her life and died young. And she's hoping to stop the stigma with addiction and raise awareness. And here she's embracing another mother, Sheila Morrissey, who also lost a child to drug addiction. And look at the face on that little boy if you want to see something about the joy of running. Turning the page, uh, we, as always, have local... Oh, we have the rest of the Voorheesville elections. C. James Coffin returned to his seat along with Robert Sampson winning a seat. And here we have Brian Hunt applauding the victory for the budget with C. James Coffin taking notes. Arrests, as always, and of particular interest, a story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer. James Hockenberry has pleaded guilty to having sex with a minor, a child, and um, now faces sentencing rather than going to trial. Um, libraries, as always, have lots going on. The Adirondack Baroque Consort will be performing at the Bethlehem Library, and an unusual event for the Westerlo Library was author Larry Virch signed his, his new book, which is called The Little Book of The short stories and poems. Senior news is popping. We had uh, the annual celebration for the Hilltowns where Catherine Lotterly was named the Tulip Queen and there she is with her tulips looking gorgeous. Alice Gibbs was given a scrapbook to honor all of the different things she's done to support the seniors. And the Mother of the Year for the Hilltown Seniors for 2017 is Madeline Bratt. Congratulations to all three women. Lots going on with the Gilberton Seniors as always. And Phyllisy e. Johnson this week takes on the gadgets you don't need before she gets into the nitty gritty of activities and menu. Loyalty Day at Altamont has become a tradition rarely observed elsewhere. It's fervently observed in Altamont. And this year, Daniel McCoy was the keynote speaker. The essay winner was Kara Jacobson, and she talked about responsibility. And one of hers was to donate blankets to the Ronald McDonald House. Congratulations, Kira. Finally, we have a very serious salute to the flag, all pictures by Michael Koff. We have a very long obituary that could not possibly capture the many aspects of Doris Sillig. I personally am grateful to her because at 3 or 4 a.m. she would be up and taking photographs of fires which our readers could then 
learn from and appreciate the work of the volunteers. She was a pioneer with the AP, the Associated Press, who, as one of her colleagues at the AP said, solved problems from around the world, yet she never left her roots in Willow Street. She had gone to the two-room schoolhouse there when it was a dirt road, skipped ahead grades, graduated from Altamont High School at age 15, never got a college degree, and yet was self-taught in the most difficult intricacies of um, electronically sharing news. She will be missed. More classified, if we don't have it, you don't need it. A sad accident that occurred in Gilderland on the thruway where a pedestrian crossed and was hit by a truck and died. Out and about, lots more going on. The Hilltowns player gonna put on a mystery with dessert at the church in Altamont on Lincoln Avenue, and that's this Saturday night. There's still tickets available. Um, Bethlehem is asking for input to preserve its open space, and residents are welcome to attend. The Knox Nursery School has welcomed springtime, and the kids have made a special tree with the springtime bird, the robin. After our legal notices, which include important things of community interest, we get to sports. The Albany A's, the Athletics, opened their season in Keenholz Park, and members of the Little League took the field <laughs> and were honored as Councilman Paul Pastore threw out the first pitch. Some of the members of the A's, which is the defending AABC World Series champion, are Gilderland High School students or graduates. Also, the Gilderland Letterman Foundation is celebrating its 20th anniversary, and there's a bit here about all they've done over the years. Finally, we conclude, as always, with Michael Koff's wonderful sports pictures and the Voorheesville Blackbirds, the baseball team, who are champions, maybe on the championship road again. The new postseason is started, and they're off to a very good start with a score of <laughs> 9 to 0 against Catskill. And you can see the excellent pitching form, batting form, high fives for victory, and a very unusual double catch in the outfield, as well as a Bermuda Triangle save. On the back page is a, a program that the Enterprise is very supportive of. It's called Unified Sports, and it combines Special Olympics athletes that have disabilities with athletes without disabilities who play together and Gilderland was victorious. So congratulations and that concludes our week.